why horses make the best coaches. Horses are the most unbelievable experience. If you have the opportunity to be with them or have been with them, you'll understand why. They create a sense of joy, awareness, being present in the moment. It's just an amazing opportunity. Um, horses have been my coaches since day one, um, actually year five. Um, at the age of five, I was given a really amazing opportunity um, by my parents to either choose getting a first pony or going to Hebrew school. So um, I'm a really smart kid, and I chose the pony, and I clearly think that my parents wanted the pony as well. So uh, a pony it was at age five, um, and along with that awesome uh, gift was a responsibility that came along with it, a routine that was immediately established of having to feed this pony, having to care for the pony, having to create a relationship with this pony, getting exercise. It was my best friend, Huff and Puff, Huffy. Huffy was in my backyard, um, and I had to take care of her. So this was the basis of my first relationships, my best friends. I didn't really need the other kids. I went off into the woods with the pony, met some of the other kids who rode. Um, but that pony was really who I told my stories to, who understood me, um, and all without language. So it was a really interesting interaction to begin with. Horses have been part of my life and been my coaches since that age. I rode through high school. Um, a young girl in high school usually has a tough time dealing with social situations and body image and, and how they feel, and the horse never represented that to me. There was never a question. There was never a judgment. It was just who I was at the moment, um, and that's how we went on. So that was through my high school years. In college, I was presented with a really other great choice, and I, I feel like my life has just been a set of choices, and I feel like the horses have helped guide me into the right choice. I went to a school in New York City, um, and obviously not a lot of horses in New York City, so what does someone do who's had horses in their life the whole time? You start an equestrian team. So uh, I started an equestrian team in New York City, so I had the best of both worlds. I was able to enjoy Manhattan for all of its its excitement and all of its opportunities, but several times a week, a group of like-minded horse, horse enthusiasts would go out and find barns around the metropolitan New York City area, and we, we had an equestrian team, and that was great, and it kept me grounded. Again, when things got tough and things were difficult, I was able to uh, communicate with that horse. Next stage in my life, um, when picking a career, I chose social services. There was something about giving back and being part of a community and part of um, understanding someone's journey in life was really intriguing to me. So I pursued social services, first in refugee processing, um, studying Russian language, which is really key to being uh, working with horses. Um, but then that just led me into understanding um, social services and interacting with individuals um, and a career um, in getting a master's in social work. And as a social worker, I learned the art of facilitation and coaching. And again, with the horses, not really knowing that they served as my coach, um, I used that as my guide. In my work as a social worker, I was in, placed in schools with children with special needs, and that was my work for several years. At the same time, I was married and having children. And in the course of raising my children, my three beautiful daughters, um, one presented with very minor special needs, something called sensory integration dysfunction. And what that really is, um, in a nutshell, is um, kind of a, a lack of ability to um, receive information and stimuli from the environment in an appropriate way. And it can manifest itself in potentially learning disabilities, in social skill um, struggles and challenges. 
Um, so we immediately sought out, because I was in the biz, we sought out different therapies, um, and we did everything we could for my daughter to make sure that she was on the road to um, meeting her challenges. But she plateaued with the traditional therapies. The traditional therapies were really great, but she plateaued. So in my own research, I came across something called therapeutic riding. And of course, it had horse in the title, and that was an immediate draw for me. So I got myself certified um, as a therapeutic riding instructor, having a background in horseback riding and also a degree in social work. And um, aside from it being a great next potential step in my career, it allowed me to convince my husband that we could, in fact, buy a horse um, because it was helping our daughter. So next good choice in my life was getting a horse, finding a barn in Paramus, which is the town we are right now, and um, helping my daughter with her sensory integration dysfunction through being with horses on the back of horses. And it was transformative for her. And I'll explain a little bit why um, in a minute as I go through some of the reasons why horses um, provide such great coaching opportunities. Um, so we uh, went on and we tried to work with other students from my private practice and from the schools that we were working in. And it was unbelievable the effect that horses and the farm had on so many with so many different challenges. So we went, then made the next best decision, I think, um, in my life was, you know, I think we can own a farm. And I think if we owned a farm, we could set up a program that really could explore why horses make such a difference and why they're great coaches in individuals' lives, maybe not just for myself or for my daughter, but for other people who might be struggling with their challenges as well. So we bought a farm, and currently I live with, aside from my husband and my three daughters who are now off in college, but I live with 21 horses, four goats, two pigs, a cat, three dogs, and several tens of thousands of bees, because we're beekeepers, right here in Bergen County. Um, and it's a wonderful life, and that sense of responsibility and taking care of animals and schedule and purpose and being out in nature that it has as a five-year-old is back in my life now. And at this point, we're seeing probably um, several hundred people a week on our farm ranging in age from two and a half up to 88 because there really is no better match, um, I think, for coaching people to, to, to get to their best level than through horses or being on the farm. And here's why I what I'm thinking about um, as I go through this journey. Basically, we have, I'm a social worker, so you'll have to indulge me on this hierarchy of needs, which is a pretty readily accepted um, structure of what humans need in life skills and behavior to be successful. And you really need to have that foundation first. So that bottom foundation, that physiological response or needs are basic, food, water, um, air. I can kind of go on and be political with the environment, but I'm not going to go there. The next level would be safety and awareness, and that represents your your housing, your shelter. Um, in the horse world, it would represent fencing to keep horses safe. The next piece would be um, kind of belonging to a group, and humans really need to be part of a group, whether it's a family or a community or some other group that you affiliate with, and horses exactly need the same. Horses are animals who live in a herd. They don't do well alone. That's why we have 21. One horse alone would be very sad and lonely. One goat alone would be very sad and lonely. One pig alone would be very sad and lonely. Um, so we live in a, in a group. And the next level, once you have that group, is then you have to find your place in that group, your purpose in the group. Again, humans need a purpose. 
Um, but the animals need a purpose as well. And when we observe our animals on the farm, especially our horses, there's a clear role that each animal plays in that herd. Um, they don't use language, so you really have to interpret their behaviors. They don't use uh, words that could hurt. They don't judge. They don't understand color of skin. They don't understand what's in your bank account. They don't really care what political party you in, you're in. Um, that's where they come at you. So they establish their roles in their, in their herd. So there's a dominant, there's um, someone who's a follower, there's a caretaker, pretty much what you would see in human behavior. And then from that level, you reach that pinnacle, which is really happiness you've arrived, that self-actualization. And I would argue that the horses demonstrate that as well. So our hierarchy of needs as humans, I would suggest, are the same as those for horses. And what a great way to introduce and coach someone, especially as a social worker, to what that may look like and what that may represent without words, but really from visual, from a feeling, and from a a being present in the moment perspective. So that piece, again, great way to be working with someone and to, to talk about what you really need in life. And I would argue that those those basic needs, once they're met, we really don't need anything else. The next piece, why I would argue why horses make the best coaches, is this sensory-rich diet that they provide. Um, and we share this with the horses as well. I would probably suggest you would share it with others, but this is my area of expertise. So what are our senses? Most of us really think about the five senses, which is sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. Those are the ones that we pretty much readily think about. But there are two others, and they're called vestibular input and proprioceptive input. And vestibular input is really, I'm not going to get too technical, but the the inner ear channels and the fluids, and that is what helps you with balance. And then the proprioceptive input is what helps you with posture. And that's kind of how your body, once you have the balance, how you stand up. So there's these two other senses. And I would argue, aside from your hierarchy of needs, when these seven senses are fulfilled in in an appropriate way, everything comes together. And you you can get to that level of self-actualization. So why horses? The horses are just an amazing experience of melding these two area of needs together. You can represent and you can see from a from a nonverbal perspective and interacting with the horses how those hierarchy of needs are met. But from the sensory perspective, what an incredible opportunity for someone who might be struggling with a communication disorder, um, someone who may not be able to articulate words where words won't really matter, the horse is not judging you on that. Um, someone who might be in a wheelchair. Some of our opportunities on the farm are to put someone who may not be able to walk but can ride. And the input from the horse when you're sitting on the back is the same as human gait. So imagine for your second, imagine for a second, the spine of the horse is lined with the spine of the rider with our staff of people around them, and the horse is moving, and you're sitting on the back of the horse, and you're moving. The input is exactly the same as human gait, and that's been proven scientifically. What's so amazing is, aside from the movement and the visual experience of what you're seeing, you're addressing all these other senses because your body is moving and rocking and getting all of that input. So again, it's just incredible experience of movement, of being present in the moment, something that you can achieve through yoga and meditation, and some would argue through medication. And I'm going to suggest that at the at the farm, whether on a horse or next to a horse, you're going to achieve the same goals. So the benefits are endless. We cannot find yet all the benefits that are happening at the farm. And who may benefit? I would argue that anyone has the potential to benefit from being on the farm, being with the horses, in this sensory-rich diet. 
um, especially in this day and age where we are so concerned with our politics, our race, our religion, our economics, our clothes, our status. The horses don't care. Everyone who comes to the farm is on the same playing field. You're coming at the farm authentically at that moment with all of your energy, with all of your stuff, and the animal is reacting to you as you are. And what a great opportunity for you to be your authentic self. Um, and I would suggest as a social worker and as a coach, nothing that I'm going to say is ever going to change someone. But facilitating experiences through being on the farm, being next to the horse, is going to be something that is going to potentially be transformative where you can be yourself. What better coach is going to suggest to you that you have to have balance, posture, and attention? You have to be aware. You have to try and have joy of what you're doing. There's movement. There's forward movement, momentum. There's feeling good about yourself. And that is why I think horses make the best coaches. Thank you.